Hey, Journey family, when you're listening to today's episode, you'll notice that the quality of the connection and the sound is not as strong and clear as it always is. We thought about re-recording to give you a new conversation, but you know how we do here at The Journey. We love to give you the real, authentic conversation. So just like life, this isn't a perfect recording, but we hope you enjoy it. Nonetheless, be blessed. Greetings, friends, and welcome to a new episode of The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia, and Happy New Year to all of you. We are now here in 2022, and we are still rocking with The Journey, a space where two good friends are just living life and figuring it out together, and we invite you to do the same with us. If you are listening in for the very first time, we are so glad that you're here and we welcome you to go ahead on any platform that you're listening, go ahead and subscribe to us and then hop on over to social media and connect with us. You can find us on Instagram at the journey underscore RK or on Facebook at the journey dot RK. Let's bring our favorite podcast co-host in for this new year episode. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Kalia. Hey, Journey family. Happy new year. 2022. Right. We are here. It's so funny. I was uh, on social media and I saw this post that was like, hold up, we're in 2022 and I'm still processing 2020. Like, wait, wait a minute. Oh. It's like, that's how I feel right now. For real. <laughs> exactly. So accurate. We are in a whole new year. So friends, we want to kick off 2022 with a conversation just reflecting on faith. Um, If you've been listening to us along the way, you know how important faith is to both Rhonda and I, and it's a major part of just our life and our way of being. And so we wanted to pause for a minute because we have some questions today. I think maybe more questions than answers, but that's what we're here for, right? To just be in honest conversation. And so as we come into like the start of this new year, We are still very much in this pandemic, dealing with new variants and all of the things, making decisions, almost feeling like we're in a flashback to 2020 in some ways. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I am wondering, Rhonda, just like, what's been the whole impact on your faith life? Like, how has the pandemic overall affected your faith life? Woo, Um, how many minutes? Uh, are we aiming for Listen, episode? short episode <laughs> 20 minutes short 30 episode. stop let's go <laughs> right okay welcome back Rhonda welcome back okay so I mean I think it, it's impacted my faith life in so many ways and so I think that there is uh an impact on just faith in general but then I think where I've felt the most impact impact, excuse me, has been in my faith practices. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about faith in a lot of ways, you know, even despite all of the uncertainty, despite the fact that we are in this global pandemic that has robbed so many families of loved ones, and it's been tragic is, is the only word that I can think to describe it. 
I would, I think that for some people that could definitely question like, where is God in all of this? And, and why would he allow these things to happen? And I think for me, it's actually been a little bit of the opposite that I've been able to find God in a lot of these spaces because mm-hmm. we've slowed down enough to notice where he is and notice um, and, and try to process some of the lessons that I think that he's trying to teach us and all of that. So in a lot of ways, I think my faith um, in some ways is stronger than ever, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, even despite personal things that have happened over the past couple of years, I still feel like my, my faith is very strong and I can still find God and I don't have to search very far. But I will say that what I've known as my faith practices, I think primarily the the regular going to church on an every every week basis, like most years I'm in church 50 times a year. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's an easy thing to say, like some years, maybe 52, like if I hadn't been sick or, you know, hadn't been traveling, right. But, you know, I think I've, I've averaged a strong, a strong 50, you know, call it 48, 49 weeks. And (laughs) I I mean, you know, with, with the pandemic, like physically interrupting our ability in the beginning to go to church, even with that, I, in the very beginning, I was super intentional and making time for worship and carving out that space and making sure it was quiet and it was just me and I could worship in my house. And I was figuring that out. And now, you know, in a moment of full transparency, which we do here on the journey. Mm-hmm. I I can't actually tell you the last time that I've been to church, right? Like I've listened to some sermons occasionally, a lot of times, not even on Sunday, like just maybe when I feel like I need a little inspiration. Yep. Um, and that's really like, that is very unsettling for me. I'm struggling with that. I'm wrestling with what that means for me. And so I, I would say that I think the pandemic has upended some of the discipline that I have had around my faith practices. Um, I can't say that my prayer life is what it used to be. Um, I activate it when I feel like I need to, but I feel like prior to the pandemic, um, it was something that came a little bit more natural to me. Um, a lot of it just, I'm, I feel like I'm out of practice a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am. And I'm, I'm struggling with it. I, I, I really, um, yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> How about you? Listen, so I can, I can resonate. Um, and I think I like the way you put it, just being out of practice. So I, I, my experience in it, I think is a little different because when I, when I reflect on it, I have actually, um, not been attending church in a regular rhythm since my second son was born. So Ethan Mm. will be four, um, on the 20th of January. So the 20th of this month, Ethan will turn four. Um, so it's been almost four years of just being out of, um, any kind of real rhythm, probably a little bit earlier than that from about the time when Thomas turned, you know, one and a half, when he was really starting to get moving, moving around mm-hmm. and all of that, right? Because mm-hmm. like he can't sit in the pulpit with me. So I did get to a space um, or some, a new rhythm of like trying to get to church twice a 
month when I had them and put them down in the nursery or what have you. And then the pandemic hit and we weren't in church and, and very much like you trying to be very on at the very beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. and making sure like on Sundays they had their children church con- church connection. And um, I was plugged in with our virtual church now. Now here we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, if folks who know me who are a part of Providence, yes, your first lady has fallen off. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, the preacher has yes. in some ways fallen off. And, and what's interesting, though, is um, that's more of the traditional practices, the traditional ways yeah. of doing church. I think I have fallen off the other side, too, though. My day to day job is church. Right. So I'm the, the dean of worship at Candler. So I am responsible for doing church for the the um school twice a week and I have a team that does that so there's a part of that rhythm I think that's naturally a part of like we go in we plan but it's different because it's work right and so I think that's the piece that's different it's like there's there's a difference for me going in and actually worshiping and then me working and um and the way my head is in that space and and the way I'm leaning in but I will say outside of like the traditional practice and perhaps falling out of rhythm of traditional practice has been good because it has allowed me to tap into God and my own spirituality in different ways. Um, I will attest though, I feel like there have been more spaces of struggle in seeking what fits right now or what feels like it fits and I don't know Mm. if the struggle is because I am just disconnected or if the struggle is because I'm forced to find this way of connecting spiritually in 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 new practices um and so there's been some struggle here and there Uh, even probably now I am still like looking for and figuring out what's going to be the new rhythm because it's a new year. So of course, you know, I know like we did the whole, we don't do resolutions, but you know, what's the intention and how do I just, you know, practice these habits that I know are important. So, you know, just tapping in spiritually is one of them. Um, And how do I do it in a way that feels right? And that's a big part for me is like, how does it feel? And, and, and is it, is there this connection in the feeling of it. So that's been the big piece of like, I've got to figure it out. But what I have learned and has been nice, and we talked about a little bit of this um, in our one of our previous episodes of like finding wisdom in the day to day. And like there's finding, there has been times where I've just kind of found God in these very yeah, practical amen. moments of my day of like, oh, hey, God, you are, you're here. Okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I feel you in the space. I'm, you know, in that reassurance. Um, and I didn't need to be in the four walls of a church and to have this whole scripted service for me. It was literally sitting and washing dishes or watching TV or something, right? Or or hearing a conversation or something. So there's yeah. been some really nice, sweet moments of discovering and reimagining what the faith practices can be and feel like. But real talk, there's also been some serious struggle in adjusting yeah. to that newness. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's been the gift of this time is what you've described as being able to, I feel like I'm just more attuned to like 
I feel like I'm seeing God all over the place in different moments at work. I I feel like it's happening a lot at work Hmm. um, in situations where I feel like he's showing up or something that has been revealed to me in my own quiet time, I'm starting to just pay more attention. So I think that's a real benefit. And I think where I've struggled is, you know, missing, like I miss the fellowship that happens in church. I miss, um, and, and I feel like I've been a little bit out of real, like, good, um, familiar fellowship for some years, because when we left Atlanta, before we even left Atlanta, we left the church that we had where Charles was the pastor, we left in 2017. Mm -hmm. And so there was a little bit of a gap where we were attending another church in Atlanta after that period of time. And before we left Atlanta, where we certainly were in fellowship every week, like you would think we were members. We went all the time. Charles was really involved, but we never quite, we didn't want to officially join and never quite um, officially, at least for me, felt like I was completely part of the fellowship. So I've actually had a longing, honestly, for church for like four years where I've like wanted a community. And I think I had finally gotten to a place where I was going someplace regularly here in Pittsburgh and really connecting and also felt like it was really good for the kids. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. So some of it is just like longing one to have a space where you just leave everything else like outside. Like when I walk in church and I go to worship, like that is a safe space for me. It is, um, it is truly a sanctuary Mm -hmm. um, for me. So I am longing for that, but I, I think where I'm, you know, really wondering and sort of questioning and having conversations with God is like, so is this going to be for, is this a permanent shift? <laughs> or, what does this look like? Uh, come what on. Does this look like? How long are we going to be here? Yep. For That's the right. time being, or are you really calling us to reimagine church? Yep. And I don't know the answer to that. And I also don't know how I feel if the answer to that is yes, right? Like we, yeah. we want to do something different. We want to reach people in a different way. And perhaps there's some components of what you're used to that will still be there. But I I think I want this to look different. And I think I'm a little bit like anxious about what will be revealed about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we connect? Right. And so I think one of the things like I haven't necessarily missed so, so yes, I've missed certain types of the fellowship. One of the things that we've done here is been made majorly connected with the church virtually. Mm-hmm. And so to some degree, that's been wonderful, particularly I have loved, um, we do Bible study every Wednesday evening, but before Bible study, we do like a whole just conversation hour. We jump on Mm. Zoom um, and it's a group of us that'll be on there and it's just talking about anything. And one of our more senior members, she loves it. It's like her time to just, you know, get us all together. (laughs) And that's, you know, Sister Geneva McCall. That's, That's the Geneva McCall hour, but it's beautiful. And it actually has given me a way of connecting with at least that group in a way that I probably would have never 
done Mm, mm -hmm. because we can now talk and I've heard so many stories and I get to laugh at them as they're reminiscing on the things that used to be. And then they're, you know, we're connecting on where we are and they're asking because they get to see the kids. And that's something, you know, Mm -hmm. the boys are, it's right at six o'clock. So that's getting ready for dinner. And I'm able to connect in with them, fix dinner. They get to see the boys. We get to talk about, most of them have been like educators. So they're talking about reading and books and all of these things. That's been a wonderfully different way of being Mm -hmm. in fellowship. And so while I can't physically be there and give them a hug and kind of have that fully embodied in the same space, it's, it's still been a very different way of connecting. And even the times when I've been able to get the women of the church together in small group conversation, that's even been a really nice way of connecting over the time. And so that's been great. Oftentimes I'm in facilitator mode. Um, And so Mm. that becomes the piece of like my, my fellowship part is good. We're there. Um, We've had some connections that's very different. And, and the question stands that you have too, like, so God, is this kind of the way that we can expect to engage one another, which is okay because I'm learning something very new of those who I am in fellowship with and, and figuring out how to do it in new ways. But it's like, it'd be nice to, you know, just see folks. Like we've done a couple of, I have done and been at the church a a handful of times over this whole pandemic um, occurrence where we've done some services, live recordings or what have you. And we've been in person and there was just something about being in the space with the people that I'm like, Oh man, I miss that. Just, yeah, there's, you can't even really articulate it or name it, but there's something about just being in space and holding space together that I do miss. Yeah. And I think, so one thing I'll add is that I was thinking, about the church that we've been, we're not members of, but that I and the kids, um, especially when Charles was serving part-time at a church here, we would go to a local Baptist church here. Very popular, very powerful um, and impactful pastor. And they've they're back. Like I could go mm-hmm. to church, right? Like I I could go. And so that is where I am now is asking myself so you you can go back right and you do go to things that are indoors where you wear your masks and Mm -hmm. where you're distanced Mm -hmm. and so it is not a safety concern at this point it is a something else fill in the blank like what else is going on that is keeping you like and, and and I think a little bit of what I am going to probably wrestle with at the beginning of this new year. And again, not in a resolution kind of way, but just in a reflection is what is that, right? Like where has that desire gone? And is it only about the pandemic? I think certainly had its start in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, but I do just, I'm, I don't have the answer, but I am trying to figure out what that is that's going on with me and with my, the way that I experience and sort of exercise my faith that has shifted. And will it come, like, 
will it come back? And if so, when will it come back? So these are all the things that I think, you know, for me, this conversation is more about paying attention to those things and not necessarily knowing the answer. Because I think if I had the answer, I'd be like, cool. Like, I know I'm going to start going back when these conditions are met. And, but I, I just, I just don't, no. Yeah. And so I'm sort of sitting so, in this space. <laughs> this even makes me come to this space where like the reality of how much we tie our faith mm. to activity or practice mm. that looks a yes. particular way. Right. And yes. so because this activity or practice gets stripped away from us, because remember, I didn't, I didn't really go through this kind of struggle when I was intentionally choosing to go to church twice a month because I'm managing kids and all of the things. Like I didn't go through this experience of like, whoa, what's going on with my faith life? It's when I could not like kind of got stripped away. And now, yeah, technically I can. And our church is opening back up, you know, on the 16th. So there could be a way of getting back in church. And I don't know, you know, what that looks like, but I think a good way, cause I have more questions than answers. I have, I have zero answers. So let's just say <laughs> I have all questions, let's right? Let's start there. But let's start there. Right. So even in, in thinking about how much my faith, I'm going to say identity for lack of a better word, right? My, yeah. my, the way I understand myself and my faith and my connection with God has been so tied to the things that I'm doing and them having to feel and look a certain way. And so that becomes the struggle. Like I have to step back and say, well, what are the actual areas of struggle? Where am mm. I actually struggling? So I'm going I'm to pitch that to you, Rhonda. What are the areas of your faith that you can identify right now where you are actually struggling? Oh, that's such a good question. And I wish that I knew you were throwing me that question in advance um, so that I could prepare something eloquent to say. So, but I do think I have an answer. And I think for me, it is, hmm, what's the best way to describe it? Maybe in the way that I respond to things. Mm. So it could be, you know, getting more short than normal or frustrated than normal in at work or with the kids or with people, right? With just in general, where I can look back to when I felt like my faith practices and the activity, I really like the way that you framed that, when I felt like there was some intention around the activity. So the things that I did to demonstrate and put into practice and activate my faith mm-hmm. were more regular. So if it was like, when I can think about times where I was going to church regularly and staying connected to a Bible study and going to revivals when needed, mm-hmm. which were always perfectly timed or doing my own reading or being intentional about when my devotion would come up every morning, which is like a short thing to do. And it felt like once the pandemic hit and then I got out of the practice of the major piece of it, yeah. I do feel like the other parts started to unravel a little bit and the things that grounded me in and, and, and affected the way that I operated in this world, I see 
that I'm not showing up consistently in the ways that maybe I was in the, in, in really in my responses. So I do think that that's been a bit of a struggle and just in my own quiet time where I'm like reflecting on like what I thought about a certain situation in my own private time where like nobody heard me, mm-hmm. but me just being like, girl, like what, hold on. Like, why are you even thinking that thought or feeling that way, like that is not you. And I think what I'm saying is that that is not you when you are grounded and when you are like grounded in the word and staying and you're being intentional about your connection. So I think that's a place where, um, where it has shown up. Mm. I don't know that other people, right, necessarily would say, oh yeah, I noticed this is like the pre, you know, this is the post- post COVID or we're still in it. So this <laughs> right. Exactly. Rhonda versus before, but you know, for yourself, right. Yeah. When you, when your reactions are more reflective of someone who is spending time trying to intentionally just, you know, you're not aiming to be perfect, but you are aiming to be better. You are aiming to be consistent and you are aiming to have, your actions and your words and your life reflect that of God. Uh And when you're not doing that, like, you know, whether you ever say it to anybody else, I've just said it to all of our listeners on the journey. (laughs) Um, But I feel like that's a place where, where I do struggle and that I am trying to make sure that I can be more grounded so that the way that I show up in all of my spaces feels like that consistent reflection that I would like it to be. That's good. Yeah. I I think I share that with you, especially just this intentional piece. If I had to name my own struggle, it would just be, I am struggling with having intentional time that's focused on connecting with God. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm struggling like that. And it's just at the end of the day, even if when it's like, I'm going to carve out this time and I'm going to sit and it's going to be quiet time, or it's going to be journaling time, or it's going to be like, all of that is just, it ends up being something totally different. And I think a a big part of it is um, I've allowed all the noise and all the stuff Mm -hmm. and all the busyness really to take priority. Yeah. And I've had to pull back. And so now it's a rewiring um, of of what I do and what that time looks like and being, and it's almost the going back to the basics of meditation where you kind of sit and you sit in silence and then your mind drifts and you re- and then reminding yourself in that time, or at least the way that I've kind of been taught and guided through meditation, like it's okay. Your mind's mm-hmm. going to drift now intentionally bring it back to where you are. Right. And so it's like having those moments, like, it's okay. You're gonna, you know, think about all the work. All right. Now, now put that thought down and let's center back and let's, um, get into the word. And, And so finding that time and energy to like, focus (laughs) and you know and so and I had gone through even just the you know we talked several episodes ago in season one when we talked about our faith journey and I think I shared then of how it's evolved as I've gone through different seasons of life and so all of that wonderful wake up in the morning and the first hour of my day is just you know me before (laughs) the luck all of that went out the window Um, and so 
you know, being able to identify the walks that I take from home to work and then utilizing that time. And there's quiet moments and prayerful moments and all of that. And they're like, I even finding the beauty in that, like I would say lately there, that in itself is a struggle. And some of it is related to just the pandemic, pandemic fatigue and all of that, that comes with it. And so not being hard on ourselves um, about it, but naming the reality. But yeah, if I had to, I would, I would pick that up with you. Like it's the intentional, just time, the quiet time that then the lack of that intentional yep. time manifests itself um, in so many ways. However, mm-hmm. even though we're struggling, mm-hmm. I would guess and would want to say, and I'm going to let you answer this first so I can think about my answer while I <laughs> while you answer it. But I would say there has been some kind of ways that we've maintained our connection with God, even in, in the midst of our own kind of struggle of nailing down where our faith is and these, whatever the faith practices are that seem right for us now. And so if you could think of, you know, one or two ways where you have maintained your God connection, what, what would those ways be? Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, really hate to be repetitive here, but, um, it was a long time ago when we said it, but, um, I think it's, it's really been connecting through music and, um, being really intentional about allowing certain worship songs to just like wash over seasons of my life in a, in a way more intentional way than I ever had before. So I've always loved gospel music. I've always loved worship music. That's kind of been part of who I am. I've always listened to it in the car or on walks or, you know, certainly in church, but just like even in my office, that's always been something that I've done. And that has been the single most like point of connection that I've had. Um, and so for me, like I, I just pick songs for like seasons and I don't know what the seasons are going to be. It's sort of just as I feel like things are shifting. It's almost as if I'm like, Lord, I know that I need to be in a space of gratefulness because I'm not feeling grateful right now where I'm really struggling. So like around the time where I lost my father, I started playing Walter Hawkins, um, Be Grateful, like nonstop Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And it was one, a reminder of the way that my father lived his life, but it was Mm. also like, okay, God, you're right. Like you did not promise sunshine every day. Right. And we, and it reminds you that sometimes our faith or at least not our faith, but I would say some of the spaces that we've been in have caused this almost false narrative that like being a Christian, being a person of faith should mean like sunny days all the time. And it's like, nope, like what this thing here does for you is to shore up this foundation that you are absolutely, it is a given. You are going to have hard days. It's not going to be just sunny. It is not designed to be that way, Mm. but you provide me this perspective that allows me to in the midst of it, like not having to wait until I'm over the thing, but in the midst of it to be 
grateful. That's right. Like I just lost my father, but you're saying be grateful. And Mm. I get it. Like, yes, because there's all these other things and not even these other things. It was also like him. Like I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for this life. And so I knew that I needed that. And so I was like, nope, let me just, you know, let me set Siri. Can you play it every morning? Like, That's right. that, <laughs> is there an automatic like That's timer right. on this thing? And so that has shored me up during this season of this pandemic in ways that I hope sticks with me because I do think that there's power in music and a good like person, you know, a good minister of music, if you will, will do just that for you. So that's been Mm. it. I think it has saved in a lot of ways has saved my faith life has, you know, shored up my practices and made me not feel like I've completely gone off the rails Mm -hmm. because I still feel connected. So, so that's been it for me. And I, and I don't really see that changing uh, anytime soon. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I would love to know, I'm going to, I want to circle back because I had some thoughts about the God connection that have been really good for me um, that I'll share. But after that, because since I didn't give you a heads up on the previous question, I'm going to give you a heads up on the question (laughs) that's coming, which will be my last question because we do need to wrap up um, the episode soon. But maybe as I'm, uh, as you're thinking, just like one practical tip for anyone who's listening who's kind of finds themselves in the same space of just really trying to figure out like it's a new year and normally we dive into traditional ways of kind of shoring up our faith and and we can't necessarily do that now or maybe we don't want to and so any practical tip you can offer in kind of navigating this journey um, in our faith during this season. So I'm gonna bring that to you, but the maintaining the God connection, as you were talking, one of the things that came to mind for me that, um, has been a really big part of me maintaining my God connection has been honest talk with myself, right? Just Mm -hmm. honest talk, which ends up being my prayer time Mm -hmm. because it's like, whatever the honest conversation is, and and it's just honesty about what I am feeling. And we've all gone through numerous variations of emotions and highs and lows in this last, you know, year and a half plus at this point, you know, what, 20 months in, um, at this 22 months in, it feels Mm -hmm. like, I think at this point. So, um, just, you know, knowing and recognizing the roller coaster of emotions, the roller coaster of experiences, and then getting to this place where, um, I was just naming it. And sometimes it was, um, recording a voice memo as I am Mm, out walking and then maybe sitting back and listening to it and maybe not the whole thing, but a part of it or just knowing that it's there. And they really, it did become like just, you know, me and God conversation time of like, all right, God, look, I'm tired or I'm stressed, or this is how I feel in this moment. Um, Mm -hmm. These are the questions that I have. And here's the joy and the excitement. Here's the lament and the frustration and the anger and all of the things, right. And just having straight up, honest Mm -hmm. talk, (laughs) like, even if I felt crazy, like, girl, why are you sitting here talking to yourself? But I'm not right. This, Mm -hmm. this, it's not this beautifully, 
laid out and formulated prayer that's, you know, nicely articulated. It's just, here's what I'm feeling. Right. And I was like, Ooh, as I'm, even as I'm saying, I was like, Oh, it's like, you know, the Psalms, <laughs> yeah. you go back to the book of Psalms, like half of those things are just like, yo, so when you come in to get us, like, that's right. Hey, what's going yeah, on? Struggling. Like, out like, here. on? Do you yeah. hear us? Where are you God? So it was having that. And, um, and yeah, I think this moment, as we were talking about, I was like, whoa, that, that was really the linchpin or has been the linchpin in my God connection for yeah. me. And so while all the practices kind of have fallen away and I don't know what practices I'm going to resume or, or what new ones are going to come mm-hmm. out of this new season, new year, all of that. But the one thing that has been the, the main connection for me has just been leaning into the honest self-talk that has turned into honest God talk. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. So thank you for the heads up for the question. <laughs> You're um, welcome. And, you know, and, and thank you also for your answer about your God connection, because it's connected to what I would say just for those listening. Um, so one part one A is listen to the journey, right? Like this is Listen, this is what we're saying, you know, shameless plug here, but I think this is um, what my real answer is, you know, one A and B (laughs) is find you somebody, Mm -hmm. right? One person, it could be multiple friends. It could be a group of girlfriends. It could be like guys and girls, one other person, five other people. It doesn't have to be a formal setting, but like having some intention about saying, I'm not only going to have honest talk with myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to talk to other people that I trust about any and everything that I'm feeling. And maybe it's not, maybe you don't the same things with all of the people. And maybe there's really just one person. Yeah. Or maybe you just have a person who you really respect like their own faith journey and how authentic they've been and you feel like it's a safe space or maybe it's a family member. I mean, I feel like it could look so many different ways, but that connectivity, I think for me, I've always been one who's nurtured my relationships with my girlfriends and um, with you know family members and with my husband and, and even with my children. But I think that this time of feeling disconnected from the world and from church, as we just mm-hmm. discussed, has made me enter into spaces in the relationships that I already valued that are new. I mean, even our relationship, Kalia, like the Mm -hmm. level of conversations we've had because we said we were going to do this thing. Really, if we think about it, came out of a longing for something. And so now here we are sharing with each other, like y'all, we don't even record the stuff that's like the hour before. Exactly. which really should be like the should be a part of the conversation because what we talked about um, before this recording should absolutely, be a conversation absolutely yes. but I think that that's like that has been part of it and we're not sitting here like quoting bible verses that's to right. one another but we're talking about these real experiences of how we do this faith thing and try to walk this journey, Mm -hmm. like in real times, in a global pandemic, in something we've never experienced. And that to me, like I find God in all of those experiences and the conversations are different than they were two years ago, right? right. Like 
not that two years ago wasn't valuable, but we're all dealing with some stuff now that is like taking us to places where we are like considering the big questions and the big things in life. And I feel like you do need somebody that's trusted and that you love and that cares about you to, mm-hmm. to go through those things with. So that would be my practical advice. And I feel like a lot of us have it. And maybe the step is trying to go deeper this year, right? Yep. In relationships and to find that space where you can really um, feel like you're going to grow. Um, and maybe it doesn't look like what you traditionally are used to, but maybe that's where you're, that's your, your step out on faith and where you take a little bit of courage to say, you know what, we're going to try this. We're going to start talking about these things and, um, and just sort of open yourself up. So that's what I would offer as a way to, to connect with other people and thereby get closer, closer to God in the midst of that. Love it. Love it. Good. Okay. I love it. Well, listen, so I think this is, so I feel like we're probably going to pick back up on this because I don't think after one episode we'll be, you know, we'll look, figure it all out. It'll all turn um, around. My whole now. faith life is turned around. I'm good to go. I, you know, I'm back nah. in church. <laughs> um, You'll hear, we, we'll pick this up. Get, we'll check back in in a couple months and just see like, how's the journey been going? Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to, to do today in our, our moment of reflection and as we end the conversation is I just as think, thinking about the conversation we were going to have and not necessarily knowing where it was going to go. I was reflecting for me that one of the things that is missing uh, that I think I used to be more intentional about was just being grounded in scripture and trying to, in the same way that I would find a song that resonated with me and could cover me and carry me through a season, I was using scripture for that. And so um, I was, you know, really intentional about trying to find a scripture that I think could help us all think about if this is even a place where you struggle, I know both Clea and I have been honest that it has been for us. And so um, I found a scripture out of Romans. So it's Romans chapter five, verses three through five, that I think will be something for me that I think for this next season, however long it is, will, will carry me through. So again, Romans chapter five, verses three through five. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia.